Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. David, I want to jump back to something you alluded to, but I actually heard you say it somewhere else. (laughs) And and you said it as only you could, seasoned with grace, but you said there almost needs to be an unplugging for a while uh, of some of this. And, And I think you, it was connected to something I had said as well, where it seems like the body of Christ is coming to the end, not of prophetic ministry, of course, but coming to the end of an overemphasis, perhaps, where yeah. we've hit a point of some dysfunction. It's become very candy prophecies, you know, and and there was a time you could you could scroll through Facebook or go to almost any conference, and there was a default to that kind of stuff that you were just addressing. Not throwing out the genuine, by the way, guys. We love prophetic ministry. I don't think that needs to be uh, really bolstered here. But but we're almost coming to the end of this overemphasis and this need to unplug a bit. Would you say that some things have become pretty unhealthy in this area, David? Oh, look, without we, uh, without doubt, the evidence, which is um, evidence in, in a biblical sense, is is the kingdom being manifested? And is it being manifested in a way that is, um, you know, bringing the victory of Christ into the earth in a greater measure? And if that is our measuring mark, I think that we can honestly say that without doubt, we have some level of malpractice going on. And, um, you know, we've, We've, we've put some religious jargon around that. I just find it interesting. He, he, the, the whole thought, um, when you take a, when there's a wood instrument, let me give you this analogy, when there's a wood instrument and uh, and you play it for a long time, the wood itself begins to, over time, begins to warp and, and the sound that comes out of that instrument begins to come off key. And then wow. what, what happens is you either have, you've got two decisions. Either you throw that instrument away or you can redeem it. And how you redeem it is through a process called reboring. Wow. And what they do is you take it to a specialist, you stop playing it, you take it to a specialist, and they do some treatment on the on the instrument and it and it resets it. Now here's the interesting thing. Even though it retunes the instrument and it brings it into tune, when you play that instrument again, it's in tune, but it is different from its original state, right? <laughs> it's in tune, but it's different from its original state. I believe that that's what we're going to see in the prophetic particularly. We're going to see uh, we are in the midst of a reboring by the Spirit of God. Some of it feels like embarrassment. Some of it feels like, respectfully, uh, righteous judgment from the Lord. Some of it, we can see some of the judgment in that we've cut off the ears of not only the church, but the the world Um, in many respects. There's not many nations running to the church saying, teach us your ways. Um, You know, what what, what answer do you have to the the challenges? Um, So there's this reboring, which the apostolic grace is part of the reboring of the prophetic. 
and we we will come into a greater a reattuning re to the voice of Christ. Wow! And as we do, I, I believe it'll be the same but different, Derek. I, I really do believe, and it and it needs to because the world in which we are going to prophesy over the next fifty years is not well over the next five hundred years. Let me say it this way: is not is not the world that we have been in for the last 500 years. There is a new world order that's got nothing to do with Matthew 24. It's got to do with the realignment of nations that we're seeing currently out in the geopolitical space. And there will be a different requirement, a different dimension of the kingdom that needs to be released so that the kingdom, uh, so the church, the body of Christ can stop being the tail and move towards its position as the head where it's supposed to be in a in a love revolution. I'm not talking about, you know, foolish uh, hyper-dominionism. In a love revolution, uh, we can move to the forefront and begin to lead the nations with the kingdom rather than be, you know, uh, the, the, the remnant in the corner that's just crying out for Jesus to come and rescue us. Yeah, yeah, so, so good, David. You, you've almost taken me down the geo, geopolitical lane here where I have other things to ask you about, but, but, but speaking of dysfunction, we'll stay in dysfunction for a few more minutes. You did a fantastic article that you released to a whole different, a whole bunch of streams. I actually used it in certain settings and it, it silenced uh, some mm. of the debate. It was very well said. Uh, it was seven social media sins. What what was the actual title of it? Uh, the seven sins of social. Uh, uh, the seven sins uh, of social media prophets or prophecy yeah, or something. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. And and before I ask you to to hit some of those, I, I want to first also say, you know, I have some good prophetic friends who will post. Uh, prophetic words of encouragement on Facebook that, that right. really I've had moments where I've been scrolling and I swear that that one was just for me. And it wasn't yeah. so broad. You know, it was very focused, very accurate word. I, I think we're not talking about the encouraging prophetic ministry, the one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. uh, as well as my good friend who goes online, uh, uh, Sammy Robinson, and prophesying over people as they come on. People have gotten Amazing. saved through that. Um, Love it. You know, it, it's being used as it should be. Uh, yep. David, you're talking about something that's a little more easier to abuse, probably, which is these grandiose words, unchecked, not accountable, don't come to pass. Um, tell us, what, what would be today's sins of social media prophecy? Because we are in a totally different era. I think you said white noise. Man, some yeah. days I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm having heart palpitations at the prophetic words that are being released that are just crazy. <laughs> There's no other word for it. It's just stuff that is, you yeah. know, and so address that a bit. What did you say in your article? I know they can read it. We'll probably post the link, but hit yeah. some of the really good stuff. Yeah, maybe um, uh, like you, I, I like that you've prefaced this. I am not actually against uh, prophetic functionality on on social media. I I think that there's there's an absolute uh, appropriate way to make that a living, honouring, 
reality and and some of it bringing encouragement to different people in the body of Christ and then some of it even in a prophetic evangelism sense I just think I I, I applaud that so we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater however I mean one of the things in uh, so I've got a prophetic uh, company prophetic group and one of the one of the early lessons that I said to most uh, that I said to the students was I said let me just say something straight out that 90% of the things that you will hear uh, by the Spirit of the Lord in prophecy is for you and no one else. <laughs> like, like, and, and that is the greatest compliment of God. Imagine that the God of the universe is going to speak to you through prophetic, like through his voice. Wow. And it's not, for, it's not for the world, it's for you. He loves you so much. That, that that God would take time just to speak to you. I, I think that's a fantastic compliment. Yeah. The challenge I find, Derek, is when so let's let's just say that it, you know, it's it's a genuine speaking of God, as in God's actually downloaded something to you. Well the 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 the, the next step is not what social media platform should I put it on? The next step <laughs> is to say, God Father, is this to me? And if it is for you, then enjoy it and test it and do all the things that we know to do. We, and we've, got, we've got laughter in the studio. <laughs> it's, it's the first thing to do is put it on social media. <laughs> which, is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it, you know, which, which and, one? <laughs> but you understand how even the fact that that might be your first thought just reveals something within you. Wow a need potentially for validation and and I understand maybe a maybe a rejection wound or a I don't know you know like a, maybe you've been discount I mean the prophetic journey is a challenging journey it's one of the dark night of the soul Lauren Cunningham who's gone on to be with glory wrote a book about understanding prophetic people and he wrote a chapter in the book one chapter called the dark night of the soul which mm. I think is worth the value of the book alone. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but he basically says that unless you go through the dark night of the soul, which is <laughs> it's a spiritual night, so it could be a decade or decades, unless you go into this place of rejected by men, discounted, ignored, he said actually it will it, it will limit you, it will it will diminish your ability to be a vessel, a a a a, a seasoned vessel or a sure vessel. For the word of God, but it's like um, it's almost like uh, people want to leapfrog that process, and social media is the ultimate cocaine uh, for the for, for, for people that want to you know get beyond the realities of this process. So I think the first thing is this: the thought is this that that one of the sins of social media prophets or prophecies is that most of them have not been, the question's never being asked, Lord, is this for me or is it for someone else? Like, is it for someone else? Because if it's not for you, the next step doesn't mean it's for the world. <laughs> Maybe it's for a friend. Maybe wow. it's for a friend. Or, 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 and if, it's, if you go, no, it's, it's, it's for a greater purpose than that or a greater sphere than that, well, then, okay, maybe it's for the community of faith that you should be in covenant relationship with. And if, wow. if it is, if it is and you don't actually have a leadership release, 
then 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 the protocol is you submit that to the leadership of that that's that that has leadership in that space you don't go and tell necessarily the church right so remember we're like we're six steps away from from suggesting this is a national word that I'm released to put on social media right if you mean we're not to march into the United Nations General <laughs> Assembly and announce it in a <laughs> no and and the problem Derek is that this is so common practice the fact that 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 we don't we don't operate in any of these protocols that the dysfunction has become so prevalent that many people think that this is legitimate and yeah. it's actually not i don't listen to this i don't uh, i will not read any uh, a word on social media that's given by an unknown voice through an unauthorized channel through an unrecognized dimension i just won't read it and people say well what if you miss god what if god is actually trying to speak and i say if god is trying to speak he's going to entrust it to people that understand how to walk with godly protocol that he set up wow so good so good david and, and guys at this point i just want to uh slide in here again that there's no mocking spirit here or uh, you know, bitterness or edge on what's being said here. This is all really healthy and should be should be talked about. You know, well, David, I remember the days Stacy Campbell really laid my foundation in the prophetic. She's the one that called me to the uh, yeah. uh, National Prophetic Roundtable. And I remember we would be in meetings and she had a profound way of giving lots of room for yeah. us to practice you had some wild stuff being said. You had some things over here, but but then some of it was so accurate, you know, you'd see it in the newspaper the next day. And so right. there was this genuine mix. And I think I think there needs to be almost that that mothering or fathering responsibility on leaders that are bringing people together to teach them this. And Stacy really had that. I remember even one time I had given this word that was so powerful it was confirmed you know i i felt i had a confirmed my place at the table and and i was a little high on the on the on the juice of it all and so i went to give another word that was just you know totally off and uh and stacy <laughs> stacy kind of lovingly took me aside and said well this actually you know i i had really missed it and she coached me in that and i think i was i was dreadfully embarrassed that i had missed it there but it gave me sort of a caution that I never forgot, that maybe yeah. I need to slow down a bit and weigh some of these words. Maybe I need to run it and filter some of these through some people. But I think there's almost a fear of being controlled or a fear of, you know, if God gave me this word, shouldn't I be able to, to release it? But I think that this validates what you're saying in that, we shouldn't be afraid to connect what we're getting to apostolic networks, to to leadership, to, to all of that. Would you agree? Well, without doubt, Derek, I, I would rather have someone give a dodgy word with the right heart and a submission to protocol than someone every once in a while give an accurate word that won't, won't come into any protocol process. I, I think that's one of the challenges uh, respectfully, when 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 it because what happens is if you've got to be right all the time, I, I'm not advocating guessing in the prophetic here, but I, all I'm saying to you is if the pressure is 
that my my worth or my security is basically in having to, you know, hit the bullseye every time. I tell you, there is a weight of pressure there that has driven some of the best, most anointed prophets of God wow. to dark places that we, we, we now see as just train wrecks in the history of men and women of God because the pressure was too far beyond because what happened was like what you just said there was Stacy set uh, a beautiful protocol there uh, from a fathering, mothering dimension yep. that created a safe place for you to get it right yep. and get it wrong and when you got it wrong to grow. See, if, yep. if, if you can only be celebrated when you get it right and you, you can't be coached when you get it wrong, um, Honestly, like uh, we don't need that. We, yeah. we don't need. I, I'm not looking. God forbid that we're looking for more superstars. You yeah, know. yeah. And, and I think too, David, where we've kind of tried to fit, like I've said, New Testament prophetic expression uh, through Old Testament prophetic right. model, where the prophet is the mouthpiece of God. He cannot miss it. It's yeah. very ecstatic in that literally. God came upon and almost controlled the mouthpiece. So that's right. why a, fal a false prophecy was, that's why you were stoned because to prophesy falsely, you intended to, you know, and, yeah. and now in new Testament dispensation, we understand that someone can miss it. Just the fact that we can miss it possibly as good prophetic people should mm -hmm. open up a whole new way that we do things, allowing people to grow in this. So, yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, well, let's let's get into a little bit here. Just a few more things. I, I hadn't planned on this going this long, but it's just so rich, David. I don't want to cut it off too quick here. Um, but would you say there are some things? Would you say that prophetic ministry is in somewhat of a reformation right now? Are we in something that is changing? And I want to tie this to. It's just no secret that when it came to the political landscape in the U.S., the Trump-Biden thing, a lot of stuff went on there. And I know these are mucky waters. We're not casting any judgment on anybody who missed it. Uh, but you had that. Then you had COVID. Seemed right. like we didn't really know that was coming. And some who said that they said it, that it was. It didn't really connect. A little too vague for me. And the world was kind of looking for us to bring answers there. We missed that a little bit. And I could name a few more things, but we're not keeping score here. But is something changing? Does something need to change? What do you think about today's prophetic era in that regard? The inaccuracies, all, all of this kind of stuff. Sure. I think that whenever the prophets in the body of Christ uh, become more interested in predicting world events, than they do in helping the body of Christ locate where they stand in relation to Christ. Mm. Um, we have we have become um, we become commentators of Babylon rather than heralds of the kingdom. Wow! Right, and because I, while yeah, it's it's important to to have a grasp and an understanding of you know national geopolitical things. I don't think we should be in ignorance about that. Is that the role of prophets to be able to foretell uh, as a primary function I'm talking about 
um, you know, world events and all the rest. I mean, there's there's some precedent that, of course, that does live within some of the scope of the prophets. And so let's not take that away. But when it becomes a preoccupation, when it becomes the measure of who's actually got more than others, we we, we were just uh, in January, we had a, a prophetic um, a, a summit here in January and we have a beautiful indigenous uh, mothering prophet, beautiful. Her name is Ada Boland. Um, you know, uh, and out of an ecstatic moment, she, she in in worship, she downloads a word, and again, she's part of the council and releases this word about a a tremor that was going to happen in the Pacific Islands. It was going to reshape the landscape, and God was speaking to his the church in the island saying it was going to mark a new era. I mean, it, it was beautiful and it was prophetic. Well, what we didn't realize was that about 12 hours later, a massive eruption just outside of Tonga was going to be the fulfillment of that word, right? Wow. It, it was it was up there beyond, beyond, beyond accurate when you then look back at it. Um, so it's within the scope, but what we also didn't do is she didn't write a book about it. She, we didn't. We, we. I, I don't. I don't call her every other day asking for a prediction about the next pandemic or flood. Or she was one in one of a company of prophets that that dropped into her spirit. Mm. Our preoccupation as prophets has to do with helping the body of Christ understand where they are located with regards to the covenant that they're in before the Lord. And so I would rather prophets predict where the body of Christ, the the place the body of Christ is in relation to where Christ is, rather than who's going to be the next president of some country. Um, if If there's a kingdom need for that, it will come. But, but let's not make that the pinnacle. Um, uh, John, John in, in the book of Revelation is walking with an angel and he, um, uh, the angel is prophesying to John, right? Prophesying, showing him visions. John, the beloved that touched Jesus, leant on Jesus' breast, loses himself in this vision and falls and is about to worship an angel. Scandalous. I mean, this is the great apostle John. He's about to worship an angel, fall at his feet, and the angel stops him and says, no, 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 don't do that. And he lifts John up, and John, like, kind of realizes what he's doing, and the angel tells him, and he says, to, the angel says, you only did that because this, the, 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 the spirit of prophecy is the, or the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, in the midst of the purity of the prophetic moment, John forgot that it wasn't Jesus standing in front of him. Wow. Angel, right? Which is the ultimate expression of the prophetic. When the prophetic is deep and strong and accurate, it the world will feel like Jesus is in their midst. Wow. The, that's, that's the high point, not who the next president is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because, and this this would be a bit of a rabbit trail, but there there is some things that are coming out of certain parts of the world as of late. Uh, this forensic prophetic and bank account numbers and some of this stuff that's just way over the top. Some of it is just a spirit of divination, plain and simple. 
but it gives this kind of accuracy to entice or provoke or there there's something to it whereas i i love what you just said is jesus is seen the yes. testimony of jesus in these words that are so pure and you know not just hey this guy told me my bank account but i saw jesus in this moment yeah. uh, david you know you just have not disappointed but it, it, keep mm -hmm. going if you've got more more well, say look um God forbid that we would hang our hat purely on accuracy as the determiner of the purity of the prophetic. If we did that, then I know some psychics who are accurate, uh, more accurate than some some average prophets. Yeah. Let's let's not do that. Um, source, you've got to discern source. Uh, I I want accuracy. We want to grow in accuracy. But, but we're clay vessels and there's always going to be mud in the midst because the moment, the moment that prophecy leaves the throne of God and touches our ears, it's polluted already. Wow. Wow. <laughs> polluted already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what a note to finish on, you know, mm -hmm. the purity of Jesus. I was, uh, I was in the Philippines, as many of you know, uh, you know, on lockdown for about a year, I call it extended honeymoon. And we were at an office where we were doing some live video and, and I was on there with uh, uh, Sammy Robinson and we were prophesying over people, you know, seeing them uh, giving their lives to Christ, committing right there in the comments section, you know, that kind of thing when we had just gone online. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember coming out of the office and David, I had been, you know, teaching and training groups and movements and churches all over the world and and it may have been a little while since i had really you know led a group of people to christ you know this kind mm -hmm. of thing as i'm sure you know what i'm talking about and i was just so under it the heart of evangelism and seeing these people come to the lord right on the screen that when mm -hmm. we came out of the office uh there was somebody that was guarding this compound we were on and I don't know what came over me. I mean, it was the spirit of God, but I just beelined it over to him. And, and sometimes my gift, prophetic gift, is activated by touch. Right. And I just put out my hand towards him and he, he took my, you know, to shake his hand. And something was just activated. And I just said some, some encouraging, you know, they were definitely prophetic words, though. And this guy just melted within two to three sentences Wow. And gave his life to the Lord right there, prayed together. You know, it was a genuine conversion. And I walked away being reminded that that's the kind of prophetic that we can all take part in. Yeah. That's the kind of, you know, like you said, we're looking to predict who the next president is, but there's people all around us at our workplace yeah. that you could prophesy over and yeah. minister encouragement to. And, and here the greatest miracle takes place. That, that, president that you prophesied would come into power might just leave office four years later and we've got to do this all over again not putting down the grandiose words but there's something we can all be part of which is the testimony of jesus thanks for listening to transformation generation podcast if you liked what you heard visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting edge trainings don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel history makers tv